So I had just finished about nine months of travel and it was the first leg of my around the world trip. I actually went all the way around the world, but my trip would continue. And the way I planned things was that first nine months got most of the planning. And so I did, I guess, the things at the top of my priority list, you could say. And so the next part of my trip was a little less planned out. Um, And I had planned parts of it while I was actually in the first part of my trip. Uh, And it was less based around activities like climbing mountains and learning how to surf and, and going to Africa and seeing the animals. It was more about just seeing the world. Um, and I had never been to Asia. So uh, a lot of this part of my trip was going to different parts in Asia. And I had no idea what to expect. You know, I'd been, for example, to Europe before, you know, so that was uh, not exactly new. Um, and I'd been to Australia before. So this part of my trip was interesting in that it was just places I'd never been, uh, Asia. And um, so uh, I finished, let's see, on the last uh, entry, we I finished my first travel diary. I had a, it was a black book. And now I'm reading from a book I got in um, Australia, and it has cool Aborigine uh, uh, painting on the, the cover, song lines, I think they are. Um, and, uh, what I did, uh, for about a month is I, uh, went back to Reno and it was February. So, uh, it was just, I stayed with my parents and, um, my grandpa, uh, who is, uh, he's from Reno. I guess he wasn't living at my mom and dad's by then, but almost. And, um, I just remember, uh, honestly can't remember that much, (laughs) but I remember skiing with my dad and my sister and that was great. We went to Mount, um, we went to North Star and maybe Mount Rose. And I remember, um, just, uh, coming off my surf experience, how I could sort of play with, uh, the forces, uh, on the ski slope in a little different way because I had been exposed to the forces of the waves and I just put me a little more in tune with the forces of gravity, which is the dominant force in um, skiing, which is, I don't know, it's kind of interesting because I had been skiing all my life. It was just kind of fun to, you know, view things a little differently. Um, And then I think I uh, went back down to um, Cupertino maybe a week before and hung out with my sister, I think, stayed with her. And um, then I, on my way out of town, I... um, Went back to San Francisco and stayed with my friend Jay Bear for one night, I think, he and his wife, Allie. And then I was off. So, okay, so let's start the um, journal entry. So this is March 2nd, um, 2004. On the road again, or shall I say, in the air again. I'm on my way to Bangkok, parentheses, when man walk through door sideways, he dot dot dot, (laughs) cousin Dave told me that one, (laughs) can't believe the travel has started again, 
This month flew by. I thoroughly enjoyed spending time with my family and friends in Reno and the Bay Area. I skied with Dad, Julie, and Dad, and with all the guys for Sheen's bachelor party. Great conditions at Mount Rose. I'm still no closer to figuring out where I'll live when I get back and didn't make much progress on the job search, but I've narrowed it down some. However, Verplex did settle with me for 80% of what I had asked, and I met a nice girl in the process, Sydney, my lawyer. (laughs) I expect this trip to be much more of a whirlwind. Today in the Bay Area was one of those post-storm bluebird days. Gorgeous. Tons of snow in Reno, apparently. 11 hours to Tokyo. 95% of the flight is Japanese. March 4th, 2004. Woke up to the sound of roosters. About five of them. They cock a doodle dude every five seconds. Went to Kansa, uh to uh, um, Khao San Road uh, and got tickets for flight to Luang Prabang. That road is where all the tourists hang. Took a walk, lots of sights, sounds, and smells. People selling their wares everywhere. Took a tuk-tuk, parentheses, modified scooter with three wheels, and you sit under a top in the back and did a tour of some of the Buddhas and temples. Saw the lucky Buddha and the marble temple. Saw lots of monks going about their daily lives, sitting around, getting their heads shaved. Marble temple was nice. Also had to go to the shops so Tuk Tuk driver could get some coupon and I got a better deal on the ride. Um, Went to a custom tailor and a jewelry store that sold sapphires and rubies. Wiped out from that, from the heat and humidity. Breathed a lot of car exhaust. March 5th, 2004. Made it to Luang Prabang, Laos. Very smoky because they are burning their fields. Great city, although definitely on the tourist hit list. Um... More people here now than when Jay and Ali Bear visited. They recommended. Lots of beautiful Buddha temples here. Walked around the town. Nice market. Got a Thai massage. No, not that kind. This this real deal. <laughs> they really stretch you out. I'm half an inch taller now. <laughs> Stretched like a pretzel. Have my own room. Awesome. March 6, 2004. Breakfast with some nice German girls. They live in Bangkok. Found I really got screwed by the tuk-tuk driver. He told me palace closed at 4. Bullshit, because he wanted to take me to all the stores. Oh well, getting taken is part of the experience. It was still fun and I was up for some adventure. Doing some planning today. Take time and then I'll go to some caves on the Mekong. Going up the Mekong was quite the adventure. The boat is about 30 yards long and one and a half yards wide. The Mekong has a strong current. I thought it would get caught sideways in tip. One time, he killed the engine, walked all the way to the back, then to the front, while we were drifting backwards. Didn't like that. 
We made it to the Buddha Caves after almost two hours. Hundreds of little statues in this limestone cave along the river. Uh, greener up the river and cool limestone mountains. The village life on the side of the river was neat to see as well. Very smoky. The sun was blood red. Had local cuisine in an alleyway for dinner. Talked with fellow travelers. March 7th, 2004. Rented a bike and rode around. Very smoky today. Saw two of the big temples and went to this, uh, the National Museum. Uh, parentheses, the old palace. Read a lot. Made some travel plans. Listened to the monks chant across the street from my room. Loved seeing the babies on the scooters and this girl ride and the girls ride side saddle on the back. Um, off to get food at the alleyway. March 8, 2004. On my way to Seam Reap to see Anchor Wat. Yeah, this should be good. Did some shopping in Luang Prabang today. Silk scarves and paper lanterns. Made a mistake in running out of money. I had to pay 6% to get some kip and, and at a minimum of 100 US dollars. Then I lost at least 30 US dollars trading it back to US dollars at the airport. Yikes. Laos was cool. People are poor by US standards but seem very happy. The children play in front of their homes. They are clean, have enough to eat, great fruit and veggies, a good quality of life. I liked how the little kids sit in front of mom or dad on the motor scooters and hold on to the handlebars as if they are in control or sandwiched in the middle between three people, sometimes not more than two years old. They ride these scooters everywhere. I think you are issued one on your sixth birthday. <laughs> The Buddha temples were cool, but I must say, what's with the volume of temples? I've been in Southeast Asia less than a week, and I've seen at least 50. It's a little over the top with all the temples. Eating outside in the small alleyway, eating the local fare, and talking with fellow travelers was fun too. Last night, I was cracking up with this Swedish couple. We both said how it seemed everyone, parentheses, even the regular Joe, in Bangkok was in on the tuk-tuk scam of um, of send of something you to of, of sending you to the family's tailor jewelry shop and saying that the palace was closed and that you are lucky because today is the only day you can get into the shops it really is hilarious and quite impressive it's as if the whole city of 9 million meets each morning and reiterates, quote, okay, be careful out there and remember, get those tourists into Aunt My and Uncle Sue's tailor store, end of quote. If they could direct that coordination towards something like biotech, wow, watch out world. So um, Asia is sort of a, a assault on the senses if if you've never been um and so my first memories of flying into bangkok were uh getting in the taxi and driving to my youth hostel and their the traffic jam was just terrible and they have these big high causeways and freeways and um bangkok has a lot of waterways um people get around by boat um but my uh second memory was uh, this youth hostel was really not that nice. It was um, 
and and where I slept, it was kind of open to uh, you had open windows, and right next, everything's jumbled together in these neighborhoods. It's not really zoned. So this place was with all the all the homes, and the people right next door had chickens, and these chickens were started roostering or you know cockadoodle doing. At like you know, I had always heard roosters uh, crow with the sunrise. Well, these these guys were a little confused because um, they were crowing at like you know I don't know four three in the morning. And it, I just if I had a gun, I mean I just had dreams or or visions of having a gun and shooting these guys. But um, so anyway, you know, not not an easy place to sleep. And then. Um, the next day, um, you know, I wanted to just kind of do the sightseeing stuff. I had no idea what to do. And I had heard to go to these temples. And I remember walking on the street with my little map. And um, it seemed like people kind of wanted to point you different directions. And I did not want anyone to um, tell me what to do. So I was walking around and I was just thinking, don't make eye contact. Don't stop. Don't look confused. And But I, I couldn't figure out where these temples were so I just I had to I had to give in and stop and I pulled out my map and immediately some guy like grabs me he's like oh you know can I help you and I, I tell him that I want to go to the temples and I show him on my guidebook where they are and everything which temples and he says oh yeah 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 I'll help you out and he says it's your lucky day you know we have this um, trade fair or trade show and it never happens but it's happening this weekend and you're so lucky and I'm like look I don't care about that I just want to see these temples he's like oh yeah 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 and he calls this little tuk tuk over and he talks to him and you know Ty and the guy you know anyway so we go off and we go to a temple but there's no one there I mean there were plenty of tourists in Bangkok but there was no one at this place and I'm like what is going on this is like completely off the beaten track I mean, it was kind of cool. It was like a temple, and there was a local guy there just praying. He was offering lotus flowers to this little shrine, and I let him do his little thing and everything. And then he comes up to me. He's like, oh, where are you from? Da-da-da-da-da, you know? And he's like, oh, it's your lucky day. We don't have this trade show, but it's this show, and you should check it out. And I'm just like, what is going on? Do they all talk with one another? And anyway, what happened is this tuk-tuk driver, they never took me to the temples I wanted to see. They took me to, like, random temples. Which in and of itself was kind of cool because they were off the beaten track. But he interspersed these little visits, you know, just to kind of, uh, you know, tide me over, so to speak, with visits to his, you know, cousin's tailor, his aunt's jewelry store, his, you know, it was really kind of hilarious. Um, so that was Bangkok. And I think I was just in Bangkok for like a day or two. I went to, um, I forget that road, the Traveler Road, where everybody hangs out, all the backpackers, Kosan, Kosan Road. And um, that was the trip, you know, there, there's like, that's where you get your uh, flight tickets to somewhere else, which is what I did. But you can buy like these, uh, you know, the tailors, they'll, you can buy these killer like suits made out of silk and like out of, you know, leopard or, you know, tiger skin patterns. And I, I really kind of wanted one of those suits, but um you know, it's just like a tourist trap for all the, the travelers and like the bars, you know, there's all the prostitutes there and, you know, they're out playing pool with the the local, you know, the English guys, not local, the backpackers. So a lot of English backpackers and um but anyway, so that was Kosan Road. And then there's there's another road in Bangkok. Um I, I can't remember um um anyway, I can't remember the name. Uh Pad maybe Pad Pong. 
And this is the road where they have all the sex shows. And um, I believe it became uh, popular in Vietnam. That's where all the U.S. servicemen went. And so you walk, and I can't remember if I did that that night or later in my trip, but I'll just talk about it now. Um, they have all these, it's a narrow road. In the middle, they have all these, like you can buy stuff like food or t-shirts and you know all this stuff. And on either side, they have all these, um, you know, just they have prostitutes and strippers and sex shows and 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 in between the blocks are these narrow alleyways. And if you walk by, if you walk down this road, um, you know, there's like some old guy at every little corner trying to get you to go coax you to go down one of these alleyways. Like you know, they're like. Um, you know, bubble bath, uh, ping pong show, you know, and you're like, even if I was curious, I sure as heck wouldn't walk down that narrow alleyway, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's a trip. Um, and I remember going down there with a taxi ride with this taxi driver named Kitty Pong. And, um, you know, he's like, Hey, I know, I know all these languages. Ask me anything. I tell you, you know, and I'm like, uh, uh Chinese. And, you know, he's like, uh, you know, I can't remember ni hao, you know, and, and, and he would say thank you, hello and thank you, you know she, she, you know, and then and then he's like, and I, I didn't really feel like playing the game, but you know, we had to do this like five different languages and um, and then he made me sign this little registry for him like every guy, he, every person in his cab, you know, he would make them sign this registry <laughs> random memory, but yeah Kitty Pong, who knew every freaking language in the world, hello and thank you um, Pakistani. Yeah, okay, I get it. Um, but so what I did on this part of the trip was I went to Luang Prabang, Laos, and Jay Bear and Ali went there on their on their honeymoon, and it's this sleepy little town on the Mekong, and it's a World Heritage site, and you fly in on an old plane, prop plane, and it was all smoky because um, you could hardly even see flying in because they are burning their fields, burning the crops. It's that time of year where they clean up the fields. And, you know, they burn up um, uh, what was left over. And um, so it was really, you know, sleepy and smoky. And the Mekong is this big brown river and they have palm trees. And it just kind of, you know, you could see it like um, moving through the palm trees. And they have all these temples there, small ones, but all these monks in these temples. And it's like a one street town and it's old colonial, French colonial town. And so the architecture is really neat. And they have all these temples and they have these cool night markets. And I got these really cool lanterns, uh, paper lanterns that I bought for everyone uh, in this one store, I remember. And, you know, I remember seeing the families and they, like I said, they didn't have a lot of money, but they seemed very happy, you know, like they had dirt floors, but they had good food. <laughs> and they had these night markets, so you'd go out there and they sold silks and, um, you know, just street food and you talk to fellow tourists and it was hot and um, you know, and then I took that river boat, um, just me and this guy in this narrow boat up the Mekong. And I seriously, that did not feel safe at all. But it's interesting seeing, you know, from time to time, you, you would go by a village and the further you got up as a two hour, two hour ride, you know, it was pretty rural. It was pretty out there. And, um, uh, you know, it's kind of in that country that you see in South, Southern China, where they have these um, you know, kind of pointy hills, you know, covered in, in vegetation, but they are these limestone mountains that have been, you know, uh, sculpted over time. Um, and uh, anyway, and you, we went up to this little limestone cave and they had all these little 
Buddha statues in there, little little ones, you know, like hundreds of them. And it was just sort of random, you know, you'd go up there and, yep, a lot of little statues. And then you'd, you know, float back down the river. And uh, so anyway, that was Luang Prabang. I spent a, a few days there. And then I flew back to uh, Bangkok uh, or or I went directly to um, uh, Siem Reap. I can't remember which, but Siem Reap was Angkor Wat. So that's, that was my next stop. 